then, you know, I have, I very much so have like a true like city LA apartment. Like everything is next to each other. Like the living room is in the kitchen. The kitchen is in the living room, <laughs> you know? And so when I like make my TikToks, it's kind of right next to the stove and I accidentally turned them on. And uh, listen, I don't be cooking. So my stovetop is always clean. Okay. <laughs> so I put a lot of stuff on the stovetop sometimes. And I accidentally turned it on and I smelled like burning plastic, which was the book, the book cover. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 38 of the Try Reading Podcast. It's me, your bookish host, Gabriel, and I am beyond excited to introduce today's guest. Please put your hands in the air for debut author and poet Hannah V. Sawyer. How are you, Hannah? I'm good. How are you, Gabriel? I'm doing well. I mean, I know we talked a lot before this, so it's kind of like we already know, but I know. I'm, <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah, no, I'm literally so excited to be here. You know this. I'm such a fan. I think you are wonderful. I think your podcast is wonderful. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. That means the world. I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. And um, listeners, let me tell you a little bit about Hannah. The amazing, fabulous, stunning, inspiring, and funny Hannah V. Sawyer is a Sierra Leonean American writer with a passion for people and storytelling. Her debut novel, All the Fighting Parts, told through court strength scripts, journal entries, and poetry is forthcoming from Abrams Ambulate on September 19th, 2023. And I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, if you're a longtime listener, you will definitely have heard me talk about this book on the podcast. And um, I just, yeah, I'm so excited. As for Hannah's literary and community involvement, she was recognized as the 2016 Youth Poet Laureate of Baltimore. Her spoken word has been featured on BBC's World Have Your Say program, as well as the National Education Association's Do You Hear Us campaign. Her written word has been featured in several publications, such as Galdem, Rookie, Sessi, Mag, and more. She holds a BA in English from Morgan State University and an MFA in creative writing from the New School. And currently, she is an English professor at Loyola Marymount University. Doesn't Hannah just sound like a badass icon, y'all? Like, oh my God. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, these, <laughs> first of all, when I saw, when I first was reading your bio, when I first met you, I was like, oh my God, BBC, like, and like just all of these, like, just, oh my gosh. Anyways. I am beyond honored. Oh my gosh, of course, I'm beyond honored to have you on the podcast. I mean, honor doesn't even begin to cover it, but thank you so much for being here. No, literally, I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this. I know we originally talked about this, I want to say like maybe like two months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's been two months in the making. I'm so excited. I am literally a fan. I told you that. Oh my gosh. Like, so many wonderful, like, authors who I love, friends who, you know, I've made in the bookish world have been on this podcast and you are just a wonderful, just part of the bookish community. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I mean, oh my gosh, that coming from you means the world, but <laughs> oh my um, I, it's, I'm so glad that you're excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk with you. And um, since you have listened to a few of the episodes, you'll probably know, I do have to ask, what is your current read? I am currently, is it next to me? No, it's not next to me, but I'm currently reading Enter the Body by Joy McCullough. Have you read it? No, but I saw, okay, so I saw you post about it today, about the, her blurb <laughs> on on your book, yeah, on the book cover. Yeah, 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 no, that's my current read. If you are into verse novels, it's a novel in verse. 
Um, if you are a fan of feminist retellings, unique formats, you're gonna love this book. I love Joy McCullough. Bloodwater Paint was one of the first novels in verse that I've ever read. Um, yeah, so that's my current read right now. <laughs> that's awesome. It yeah. I saw it just a few days ago. Someone else was posting about it, and then I was like, oh my gosh, that's who blurbed Hannah's cover. I know it's a good book. It's a good book. I will definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Um, my current read is The Handy Nanny by Kay Sterling. Um, I mentioned this on the last episode. I think I've mentioned Kay and her books quite a bit, um, but she is an author who's self-published lots and lots of books, um, all romance or thriller romance, but all involve romance. Um, but this book specifically is part of the Nannies of New York series, which is a romance and it's about a queer nanny agency. And um, yeah, the stories are just so much fun. And, you know, who doesn't love a romance in New York, but also just like, um, they're just really fun stories of like connection and love and um, yeah, just this magic of children as well. Oh, that sounds excellent. I have to check that out. They're lots of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I just have a few shout outs. Uh, one is from a past guest, and that is Emery Lee, who was on the podcast almost or just actually a year ago now. We um, love Emery. Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> the best. And um, Emery's book, Cafe Con Lichi, published last May, but is it is now releasing in paperback on July 11th. And it's, oh my gosh, yeah, I was so excited. Yeah. And it's, if well, for the listeners, if you haven't read it, it's such a fun enemies, rivals to lovers, romance with food and culture and queer love and queer joy. And Emery uh, is, yeah, just the best. And this book is so much fun. So definitely go check it out. It is not to be missed. Absolutely. And um, a two sort of, publisher book mail shout outs one is wednesday books um thank you to wednesday for sending me an arc of artifacts of an ex by jennifer chen it is jennifer's debut novel and it is a y romance releasing on november 14th and it follows two teens who have a meet cute at an art show and uh the female main character just broke up with her boyfriend and the male main character is tired of being a rebound so it is just fun and artsy and I just when I read the blurb or not the blurb but the synopsis a while ago it just sounded like so much fun and so I'm so excited and Jennifer will be on the podcast soon so I'm so excited to talk with her but um yes listeners you should definitely go check that out yes (laughs) and last but not least the biggest thank you to Jason June for sending me an arc of the spells we cast which is his debut YA fantasy and it releases on October 10th and I I'm so excited this is like it's one of my most anticipated reads I wasn't expecting to receive it Um, But I was so shocked and honored. And JJ is the best. Uh, He was on the podcast also in season one. But it's just like a story full of spell slinging, lasso swinging and star crossed love. So like I say, for all of these, you should definitely stay tuned for that. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Well, now I have to ask, what got you into books and reading? Have you always loved books and reading? You know, I have had such a complicated relationship with books. (laughs) Um, I loved books as a very like little kid. And when I say I love books, I actually have it like right next to me. 
I know your listeners can't <laughs> see, but you can like, oh my gosh. it has its own section on a bookshelf. <laughs> um, so in like Arthur chapter books. So when I was like very small, I loved, I loved reading. And then, you know, I, I started really struggling with school. And I think after that I fell off um, because reading just felt like school. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think during middle school and high school, I was in and out, but even like with what I did read in middle school and high school, it's mostly poetry collections. And I don't think I started right, reading novels outside of like what I was assigned to me until college. Um, and so I've had a very like interesting relationship with reading. I don't think I, I'm not going to say I didn't read at all in middle and high school because I still was reading poetry collections, but it was very much so only poetry collections that kind of like really spoke to me. Like I didn't try yeah. to like branch out because it, like I said, like it just reminded me of school. I didn't want to read. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And everybody knows school books were not always the best. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, but I love that you have still those childhood books and that like you found your, like a true love for reading again. Yeah. Um, and once you did find that love for reading again after high school and around college, and did you know you wanted to publish a book at some point or did that come later on? I'm not going to lie. I think I always thought it would have been cool to do. I just didn't think I would do it or that I was capable of doing it especially a novel like I, I novels just feel so big <laughs> yeah know? um I think it maybe it was something that I dreamed of didn't always think it was possible yeah, yeah. and well here you are now <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean I'm sure young Hannah would be amazed and so impressed yeah I mean young Hannah didn't think she could do that um <laughs> Young Hannah didn't think she could do a lot of things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I, I think I think she's she's happy. She might think I'm a little corny. I, I sometimes I think about it. I'm like, I feel like my high school and middle school self would think that I'm a little corny. Um, but it's cool. No, she was of course. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to be to, you know, like you can't. I mean, nobody wants to just be boring all the time. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so you were talking about how you did really love reading poetry that was sort of like the one thing that was a constant when just always reading for fun wasn't um and did that really start in middle school or maybe were you read poetry young like did you read it when you were younger or maybe someone read it to you I think that started in poetry I mean in in uh, middle school um my love for poetry started in middle school we had a poetry unit in I want to say seventh or eighth grade, maybe eighth grade. And I hated that English teacher. I hated him so much. Um, I don't remember his name, but it started with an M. I want to say it was like Mr. Morale. Uh, let me not say his name. <laughs> but this poor man. No, call him out. Yeah. <laughs> but I hated his class so much, but I loved that poetry unit. And then I started writing spoken word because it was actually someone from my church who came up and she read a spoken word poem and I was like oh that's cool and that was like it was at the same time it was during the poetry unit um yeah and then it's so funny the first poem I ever wrote the first spoken word poem I ever wrote 
was about church, but it was about how much I hated church, which I think tracks <laughs> when you think about like what I'm debuting with. Yeah. And I mean, so yeah, that was my next question. But so that was the first poem spoken word that you yeah. wrote. And um, yeah, but I mean, it does track, but also just like it's, I yeah, I mean, you, you, st- you have to start somewhere, first of all, but also like, um, yeah, poetry can be as obviously, you know, can be so powerful and so strong. And so, um, yeah. yeah, but I do love that you can remember, you know, about what it was vi- about and that, you know, you hated, ch- that you hated <laughs> church, you know, and that just. Let me, let me it, say, I, maybe not how much I hated church, but just how frustrated I was. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that you were able to put that into words, though, is also so wonderful. And yeah. well now here you are with your debut novel and it releases like I said on September 19th and this novel follows 16 year old Amina Conta who has always believed in using her tongue as her weapon even when it gets her into trouble after cursing at a classmate which he so deserved let me just say (laughs) listeners you don't know it but he that was so well deserved yeah I was sitting I was sitting there like yeah (laughs) yeah he deserved it oh yeah (laughs) but uh you know after doing this her father forces her to volunteer at their church with pastor johnson but pastor johnson isn't the holy man everyone thinks he is the same voice amina uses to fight falls quiet the night she is sexually assaulted by pastor johnson after that her life starts to unravel her father is frustrated that her grades are slipping and her best friend and boyfriend don't understand why the once loud and proud girl is now quiet and distant. In a world that claims to support survivors, Amina wonders who will support her when her attacker is everyone's favorite community leader. When Pastor Johnson is arrested for a different crime, the community is shaken and divided. Some call him a monster and others defend him, but Amina is secretly relieved. She no longer has to speak because Pastor Johnson can't hurt her anymore or so she believes. To regain her voice and sense of self, Amina must find the power to confront her abuser in the courtroom and her heart and learn to use all the fighting parts within her. I was beyond grateful to receive an arc of this book. And um, I mean, there's a, I won't go on for too long, but honestly, there's a million things I could say about how much I love this and why I love this. And um, I just, Right from the beginning, Amina's voice is so strong. Her character is so strong. Like the story gripped me right away. <laughs> I I mean, I just felt so, I went not, okay. So not connected, but just like, I wanted to learn more about her life. Like she was, I had said in a review that I had written, like, I felt like she, it was a friend telling me about what was going on at school and like right there. So like, so real. And I love that about characters. I mean, characters can be the best thing ever. And so um, and just her humor and her wit and um, but throughout it just like her finding that voice within her when she feels she loses it and that it was just like that she has this and the parts that you know just she, the parts of her life that aren't directly her whether it's family members or boyfriend her boyfriend or her best friend that um, are there for her at times and it's just it's really it is such a beautiful novel Hannah I am I was so blown away. I I mean, I love poetry. I haven't read a lot of novels in verse. Um, but the, I mean, it just, it blew me away. I was, um, 
I yeah I I mean I the minute I finished it I was like tears streaming down my face I was like texting you and I was like oh my gosh it was amazing thank you you know (laughs) thank you I was I was literally just thinking like first of all I'm so honored that you enjoyed the book and that you even wanted to read the book I remember when you said that you had started it a part of me was like oh my gosh I hope you liked it (laughs) you know so I was nervous even just knowing that you were reading it and so I'm just it it means a lot to me to know that you enjoyed it and that you that it moved you to tears like of course it it did and there were I mean and I, I obviously I, I'm not I can't spoil anything, but just like there were so many parts that were so power. I mean, everything was beautiful, but there were, you know, even just like specific moments and lines that just like really just stood out so beautifully. And um, I'm so excited for everyone to be able to read this when it releases. Um, and so that being said, <laughs> after my rambling, um, <laughs> what was I mean? Um, you know, this is a Me Too novel and in whatever way you would like to share, what was the inspiration and what sort of prompted you to start writing a novel and knowing you wanted to bring this story to life? Yeah, you know, I wrote all the fighting parts. I wanted, I started it in 2020. Um, and I really started writing it well first things first like Amina and I we don't have the same story but we do there are similarities right and so I wrote all the fighting parts when I was actually awaiting a trial for like my like real life case um in the book and this isn't a spoiler in the book Amina gets a trial pretty quickly but that was not my reality I waited a long time I waited about eight years uh, yeah, and even wow. then, like um, the case didn't go to um, trial. Um, actually, it was the week my book was announced. My abuser actually, um, his attorney reached out, and they were like, "The he wanted a plea deal <laughs> after the book was announced." So in some ways, I'm like that book kind of saved me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I had, I, I know what it is to testify because there was actually another, my abuser, repeat offender, right? Um, so there was another case um, that they tried him for, which was just like a Megan's Law violation. And so I testified for that, but they weren't allowed to ask me anything regarding my abuse. It was essentially just, and, and Megan's Law, it was essentially just like, was this man around children when he wasn't supposed to be because he he joined the church as a repeat offender and he wasn't supposed to be around young people and they had him working as a, a youth leader and so they weren't allowed to ask me about that and so I knew what it was to kind of testify but my case you know it you know I was still waiting and so I I think for me I I really just wanted to write a story about a girl who was as messy, maybe even messier than I was, as loud, maybe even louder than I was. And I just wanted to write somebody who had all of these flaws, but was still incredibly lovable. And I think for me, I wanted to write that character because I wanted to prove to myself that like, despite what I went through or what my experiences were, um, that I was still you know, worthy of love, worthy of community, worthy of support, just like Amina is. Um, so that's what really moved me to write this book. I still cannot believe that it's done, right? That it's something that I did. 
Um, but I, you know, I wrote the novel in a very like desperate place, you know, like, um, yeah, that was a long answer, wasn't it? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Oh my gosh. Stop. Well, first of all, the inspiration and the becoming of any book is never too long of an answer, first Aww. of all. So <laughs> never apologize for that. But also thank you for sharing that. I, it was just, um, yeah, it's so wonderful to, I mean, obviously read the book. So now it's so wonderful to really hear you talk and hear your words live. Um, but yeah. um, wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, it's, I'm, I can only imagine how it must feel to just have it and hold it in your hands and, um, and yeah. Um, obviously books go through changes with edits and stuff. And um, originally the original title of all the fighting parts was call him by name. Can you share what prompted this title change? Oh my goodness. Um, there's this little book called call me by your name. If you've heard <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I think a few things actually, well, maybe not a few, maybe more like a couple, maybe two or three. Um, one, call me by your name. People were calling my book, call me by your name by mistake. Oh gosh. But it was just like, yeah, like we got to change this. <laughs> and then um, on a personal note, I feel like for me, and you've read the book. I don't know if you remember the line. We still have the line that references that title. Yeah. Yeah. And so like in, in context in the novel, I think it was like a very powerful title. But of course. on its own call him by name to me <laughs> focuses just a lot on him and it's just not a yeah. story about him of course um so I I for me that's what what prompted that change but I mean the initial was because of call me by your name one thousand percent well you know what I think it is the title is really beautiful and it Thank still you. is and I don't know if this was the case before the title changed um, but it appears within the book and um, that was so exciting. And I think, um, I don't know if you know, Al Gonzalez Rose. Um, so, okay. So she was, I know, I know their name. I know their okay. Name. <laughs> um, she was on the podcast at the beginning of this season. She has a book coming out in December. Um, she also has a podcast where she reads like old fan fiction that she wrote and they have a, like, she, created this funny term for like when the title of the book appears within uh the book itself within the lines and it was because some movie it happened in some movie and so they used the name of the movie or the character I don't remember but it's always such a fun thing seeing that and um because obviously the title alone has meaning and once you finish the book it may even have much more meaning than before you started um but to see it is always kind of oh look there it is you know like yeah, that's so yeah. cool but that um, podcast sounds so cool first it's of all, I hilarious <laughs> it's I have not laughed as much as <laughs> listening to a podcast <laughs> as much as I have with that but um yeah so I think all in all a good title change and you're right, like the book, like you said, it's not, it's not about him. It's about yeah. Amina and it's about her voice. And um, yeah, but, and yeah, we don't want to get it confused with Call Me About Your Name. Like, so that <laughs> <not> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you 
decide to include court transcripts and texts and police reports um, and not just have the novel be poetry on its own. Damn. You know, I was, I, I always knew there were going to be court transcripts just because I feel like that was such a big part of my process was knowing that like everything I said would be documented and, you know, like, I felt like I always wanted to include those court transcripts. When it came to other forms of media, like the text messages and things, I just think that's cool. Like I like reading books that have mixed media. Like to me, it's exciting when you break that sort of format. You know, I, I told somebody recently, like, I don't know if every book I write will be in verse. Like I do want to tackle prose one day when I feel strong enough, right? <laughs> but I, I feel like, I mean, I don't want to make any like promises, but I feel like the majority of the books that I write will have some sort of mixed media. Um, it's just cool to me. Yeah, it's it's really it brings the story to life in a whole another way as well. And yeah. Um, yeah, like I loved seeing uh, Amina's text messages with her best friend, with her <laughs> boyfriend, and some of them were hilarious. And um, <laughs> it's just like. I, there was, and I, I, I'm going to give very out of context moments, so it doesn't yeah. spoil anything, but there was a moment where Amina's best friend was like, girl, I told you, you know, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. it's a, like, you can't get that just with like, you know, poetry or just regular prose, like you, it, it it's like there and you see like the bubble and it's like everything's so perfect about it but um yeah moment to me I know it is no it is yeah it's like oh my gosh and but of course like when I saw that I was like laughing because I was like I love that and it's like it's you know that's what a true best friend would say like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well along with the gorgeous inner part of this book the cover is stunning and um did you have any say in the design or what would be on it? I did. I did. Um, I I kind of, I actually initially sent photos of the Virgin Mary. Um, and I was like, I want her to be in the center. I want her to be surrounded like by stained glass. Um, and I'm so happy <laughs> that they took that suggestion because they really didn't have to. Right. Um, and... I, I knew that I wanted there to be like bright colors. Um, yeah, I did I did get some some say. Not everyone gets say. So I'm really happy that they actually listened to me because they could have been like, this is horrible. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I oh my gosh. I, just like even and for the listeners, you can look up the title now or when you get the your copy. Um, it's just the little details too, like with on the stained glass like the people on the stained glass is like I was like wow like because like you said they can take input they don't have to they can do you know depending on what artist they choose depending on what the publishers say it can be as little or as much Mm -hmm. as possible um yeah but the fact that it's just such a strong and vibrant cover and I love the colors too yeah I mean it's like glowing behind her it's yeah yeah, no, I feel so incredibly fortunate. Plus, it's like the colors are very easy to match. So, like <laughs> for events and stuff, it's like there's a color here that right. I can wear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's oh my gosh. I yeah, I love it so much. And 
great. Um, you're right. Yeah, you can yeah match many different ways. Um, yeah. I mean, okay, so you're saying, you know, for events and um, on that sort of note, what is there one thing that you're most excited for for when this book releases? Honestly, stuff like this. Like having this, listen, I'm, when I tell you I'm honored, I'm really honored. <laughs> Gabriel, I really am. <laughs> um, I like things like this, like being able to have discussions about the book, because even when I was writing the book, I really wanted to write something that I want, like that people could talk about, right? Like for me, I try really hard to have the characters be nuanced, right? Like every single one, like none of these characters are perfect. Like they all have some sort of flaw or if they don't necessarily have like a flaw there's something very imperfect about them <laughs> right um and so I'm just excited to have discussions and to be able to talk to people I think writing is something and people say this all the time but writing is something that's done very much so in solitude a lot of the time like um if you're trad pub you work with like your agent right and as well as your editor and even if you're not trad public writers like we have critique partners and editors and things like that so but like a lot of the time like 90% of the time it feels like you're just doing this alone and so for me being able to have conversations with people and talk to people about the book is just something that I'm really really excited about and even though like you know I won't be in the room for a lot of those conversations because obviously people will talk about your book when you're not there it just it really excites me to know that I created something that people will we'll talk about right yeah oh my gosh absolutely I can only imagine and it's yeah it's true like you said even though you may not be in the room it's to know that it will be out there for other people to talk about and learn about and read and discuss and um yeah I have I have a book club at my school and I was like I need when this comes out we need to read this because like um this is like uh, just yeah but I'm I love that those were such wonderful things and um, and even you've had experiences before it's released too that I mean uh, with the indie book or the you know the indie introduced pick and you have yeah. um, I mean even though this wasn't technically planned you know you had the burned book giveaway um so <laughs> oh my gosh so for folks who can I talk a little bit about absolutely how please okay so <laughs> I wanted to make a TikTok and you know I have I very much so have like a true like city LA apartment like everything is next to each other like the living room is in the kitchen the kitchen is in the living room <laughs> you know and so when I like make my TikToks, it's kind of right next to the stove and I accidentally turned them on. And uh, listen, I don't be cooking. So my stovetop is always clean. Okay, <laughs> so I put a lot of stuff on the stovetop sometimes. And I accidentally turned it on and I smelled like burning plastic, <laughs> which was the book, the book cover. And so I did a, a art giveaway, a scorched art giveaway and I gave away the two books that I accidentally burned. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. It was hilarious. I was like, that's, I mean, but like, also who wouldn't want that? Like, that's so like, that's unique. That is one of a kind. <laughs> Man, I, I thought about it. I was like, people were really excited about it. I was like, maybe I should burn all my art. 
Yeah, send it out to the pub- publishers. Just be like, before you send it off, just like scorch it a little with like, you know. Right, was, just a tiny bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I love those, you know, even just like the non-planned experiences and the fun moments. Um, but I, yeah, I just can't wait to see how this is just going to be even more exciting. And um, I mean, it's not even out yet, but like it's, yeah. Is there one thing or just like a general, you know, what you hope readers will take away from reading all the fighting parts? I, one thing, um, I just want readers and especially survivors um, to know that survival doesn't necessarily look the way that we imagine a lot of the times. And what I mean by that is I should specify. So there were so many parts of my story that I thought, like there are so many things that you blame yourself for. And there are so many parts of my story that I just thought like, I deserved it because I did this or because I was wearing this or because I wasn't smart enough or because I was this right and I just want survivors to know that at the end of the day abusers are manipulative people right and you are a fighter not to quote myself (laughs) in the actual book but you are a fighter because you survived right And when you are a survivor and, you know, like you're attacked by someone who is a manipulative person, like they have tactics and ways of making you feel small. And none of that is your fault. I think that was really, really hard for me to grasp. I think like there's just something about like experiencing that that just makes you find all these like little ways to blame yourselves. And for me, at a point, I realized that like, I could have been the perfect quote unquote survivor, like the perfect survivor, right? Like I could have been dressed from head to toe. I could have, you know, done this, this, that, or the, uh, or the other. And, you know, like at the end of the day, manipulative people and abusers will still find a way to abuse people. And that's not on you, right? I feel like <laughs> that was a long way of just saying like, as much as you want to blame yourself, like it'll never be on you. like manipulative people do manipulative things abusers do abusive things and that's not on you yeah thank you for sharing that um it is a beautiful takeaway and I do love yeah just like when you and you know Amina as the character bring that up in the book of just that you know you're fighting by just surviving too and um and even um I love the whole author's note, but um, there was one part towards the end. It says, because even silence carries a story worth telling. And I really love that. And not that like, that's necessarily related to what you had said about, you know, surviving and that being fighting, but just that um, there's these powerful lines and there's so many ways to fight back even. And just like, yeah. um, uh, but I really... Thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing that takeaway. And it was really wonderful to hear. Thanks for listening. Thanks for asking. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Of course.
for those who don't know, All the Fighting Parts was chosen as an Indies Introduced Kids pick for the summer and fall of 2023, and the American Booksellers Association find and showcase undiscovered authors and compelling books. And two panels of booksellers choose the Indies Introduced titles, 10 Adult and 10 Children, and um, they are chosen as the best, like I said, of summer and fall 2023 debuts and all the fighting parts was one of those books chosen which is beyond amazing and um so I have to ask what was it like learning that news oh my goodness (laughs) I you know so I'm thinking about the moment that I got that call it was the day before my birthday um and I was it was like (laughs) really exciting I never forget her name her name was Talia she works at Flyleaf the bookstore (laughs) In North Carolina, check them out. Okay, <laughs> I think it's called Flyleaf. God help me if it's not. <laughs> I'm almost <laughs> positive it's called Flyleaf. Um, but I, I, it was just so wonderful, and you know, I think all the fighting part came from such a desperate place that it's like I have all these dreams and like all these hopes for the book, but honestly, I feel like the biggest accomplishment is really the fact that I finished it. Not even the fact that I got it published. The fact that I finished it. <laughs> And so when I got that call, I was like, damn, like, not only did I finish it, but like, you think this is a good book? (laughs) And it was just like a really happy and just wonderful and lovely moment. I I was so thankful. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And right before your birthday. And uh, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I told her that. (laughs) I was like, did you know tomorrow's my birthday? This is the best ever. (laughs) Of course. I mean. And well, we love Talia for that. And yes. um, two try reading guests were chosen because Paige Power's book, uh, The Borrow Boyfriend Club, was Paige. also yes, yes, so cool. So, anyways, um, this is a difficult question for almost every writer, I feel like. But do you have a favorite character in your novel? Let me tell you why it's not a difficult question for Please. me. Please, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, the tea. <laughs> Amina, Amina, yeah. hands down. I mean, <laughs> like that baby girl was put through the ringer, okay? <laughs> um, and she made it out, right? Um, Amina, I gotta go with Amina. But I, you know, Absolutely. I'll give, I feel like my favorite, besides the obvious Amina, right? Of course. But I feel like that's cheating as well because she's also the main no, character. No. I'll give you a second. Um, I feel like this changes all the time too. Right now, I'm going to have to say, and this might surprise you, and this might surprise people who have either read her arc or if they listen to this later and have read the book, I'm going to say her dad, because I think a lot of people don't like her dad, (laughs) understandably, but I think her dad exhibits so much growth. And even though the book ends at a point where it's like, I almost wish he exhibited more growth. Like when I think of like, if there was like a follow-up to all the fighting parts, I just feel like he would stay on that trajectory. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Her dad. Yeah. When he was like first introduced and there was, and you know, in the beginning and there was, and I'm obviously I can't say this, but like there was a, yeah, (laughs) there was a moment and um, he had said something to Amina and I was like, no, Come on, hold on now. Wait, like that's uncalled for. Like, really? Like, wow. But I mean, obviously it makes sense because there would be people that say that in real life, say stuff like that. And so anyways, but then at the end, yes, it's like there is this 
turnaround of like, oh my gosh, there is like this, this bond that like yeah. is, and maybe, and yeah, like it could have always been there, but just like, there was so much covering yeah. it. Um, and I loved, uh, there's something that her dad writes at the end. That's all I'm going to say, but that was like, oh my gosh, I was, that's when I started crying. Cause I was like, oh my <laughs> God. Um, but it, yeah, Can I, I love that. Do you but, have a favorite? Can I ask you? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, obviously I love Amina and her humor and um, her just, just, yeah, her as a character. But then I love Dion as a character. I was like, this like man book boyfriends i mean another I breed of you. human I, so sweet and I, a little bit of a himbo too <laughs> <laughs> and there was in the beginning when amina is talking about him uh in the very beginning when she's talking about their relationship and the love they have for each other it is so beautiful and just like oh. like i mean oh my gosh i was like yeah. wow could everybody be like this? <laughs> right. I really wanted her to have just like a very sweet love. Uh, like, like I said, baby girl, she go through the ringer. So yeah. She had to have something that was nice. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And yeah, no, I think that is definitely one of my favorite. It's a hard question because there's even <laughs> even moments that like characters have. Um yeah, it's just, but it's yeah, I love all of them. Well, not all of them, but like you know, the people that I mentioned, <laughs> the people that we mentioned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, well, thank you for sharing those characters, and I can't wait for other readers to meet those characters and um, learn why you love them so much. And um, what would be your advice for aspiring poets? Oh my goodness. Um read poetry, listen to poetry, um, recite your favorite poems out loud, even like write your favorite poems by hand. That's actually a, a, a old trick, um, writing your favorite poems by hand. It almost kind of gets you into like the rhythm of the writer and you get to say like, hey, like it's interesting that they put this word after this one because I would have used a different one and it makes you think a little more critically. Um, yeah. And also just like, don't be afraid to write bad shit. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Like not everything is going to be a masterpiece. I, and, um, this, this technically isn't a poem, but I actually worked on a novel and it was in prose and I got to like the 70% mark and I was like, oh, this is trash. <laughs> right. But now it may not be book two, right? I had to shelve it for a little bit, but like I can return to it probably maybe even for like book three. So like, just don't be afraid to write bad things because you can look back on it and you can be like, listen, you know, the person I was three years ago didn't know what they were doing. But now that I have some perspective, I know what I was trying to do. Let me do that now. Yeah. Um, so just don't be afraid to write the bad stuff. You're going to need it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And um, I love that of like writing down the poems that you love as well, just so you can have the feeling of writing it. And of course, like you said, saying it out loud too. Yeah. Um, 
on your website, you have, uh, I think, just a couple videos of you performing uh, your poetry in front of a camera. And I love those. Those were both so wonderful. And um, of course, they were amazing. Um, so that sort of brought this question to mind. Um, but if you can, can you describe the feeling of performing your poetry and your spoken word in front of an audience or in front of a camera? Man, um, this is gonna sound so corny, but I'm gonna say exhilarating. <laughs> I, man, shout out Do More Baltimore. Do More Baltimore, it's an art and activism organization in Baltimore city where I live for like about six years. Um, yeah, I really started performing because I, I joined that organization. And I, I mean, I had performed when I, I lived in Jersey too, but not, not the way that they like, you know, just like poured into me. Like it was, it was something new, but you know, it just, it feels good. Like the nerves feel good when I'm performing and I love performing specifically pieces that I have memorized because then you can like really go off right because when you're reading and, it, and this happens to all of us right like you trip up on words some cer on certain times like but when you have that shit memorized oh, new level <laughs> like um I haven't you know at Indies Introduce I was able to read an excerpt of the piece and that just felt good and it reminded me of how long it's been since I had actually like perform my poems out loud but man like that feeling is incredible it really is hannah i absolutely love that thank you for sharing that i love well a just that one word exhilarating and like um but yes i also like yeah you have with covid that obviously put a pause on any performance of anything or you know an audience or anything so I'm so glad that you did get to share your words at Indies Introduce and um, it's it's so it was so cool to see you know the videos of it from that experience but thank you thank you so much for sharing that beautiful answer and um, I think with that we have found the end of the episode but i i want to thank the talented stunning inspiring poet queen hannah v sawyer for joining Aww. me today it was just such an honor to have you on the podcast this was so great i am so glad we got to chop it up like this this was excellent <laughs> yes i agree and i yeah i'm just so honored where can the listeners find you I am on Instagram and Twitter um, at H-A-N-N -N Sawyer and Sawyer is spelled with two R's, not a typo. <laughs> so H-A-N-N-S-A-W-Y-E-R-R -R, and I'm also on Tiki Taki. <laughs> um, and that's just my name, H-A-N-N-A-H Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R-R. -R. No V in either of them though. Love it. And yes, Hannah is very funny on TikTok as well. And um, I mean, not just pinpoint one video, but there's that one video for you. Like, listen, if I ever get into discourse, or <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. Just, you know, I, I mean, you know, if you know, you know what Hannah is referencing. We don't need to get into it. But like, yeah. I had just seen video after video after video of it. And I was like, this is the one I needed to see. Like, this is, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
but um thank you and yes please go find hannah on social media on her website and um do you have okay well obviously all the fighting parts is releasing what three months oh my gosh yeah Yeah. no it'll be three months in like in a a few next monday yeah 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 (laughs) okay well so aside from all the fighting parts releasing in three months do you have anything upcoming or current that you want to shout out or promote um i'm working on something that i can't talk about right now (laughs) 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 well um that is perfect i mean everybody you just have to stay tuned for what hannah's working on next you have to stay tuned for this novel releasing soon and thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of try reading and don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast and if you'd what? like you can refer thank I'm you sorry, I'm so <laughs> no excited. oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh i love it well no thank you um yeah and if you'd like you can write a review about the show or rate the show and that way other book lovers can find this podcast um you can follow try reading on instagram at try reading podcast and on twitter at try reading 2022 and as always you can find this show wherever you get your podcasts and catch new episodes every other friday you can buy books by the try reading authors through the bookshop.org link in the try reading link tree below and yes that includes all the fighting parts that is (laughs) Uh, it's such a beautiful book please go read it request it at your library add it on goodreads whatever you do it is so worth the read and uh, once again hannah i just want to thank you for taking the time to be on this episode and it it means the world i so enjoyed talking with you oh thank you i so enjoyed talking to you and i'm so grateful that the bookish world has this podcast seriously i really thank am. you Absolutely. thank you